0: Amen. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. <clears throat> Verse 11 says So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. And by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow up, we will grow to become in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. I want to talk about the spiritual growth process from infancy to maturity from infancy to maturity father thank you for your word and the power of your word thank you that when your word goes forth it does not return to you void but it accomplishes all that you desire thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to so thank you for sending your word to us this morning and we recognize that there is something in us that you've sent your word to And we thank you that your word will not return to you void, but in our lives, your word will accomplish what you desire. Have your way. Speak, Lord, for your servants here. Anoint me afresh to proclaim this word this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, there will no longer be infants, babies, tossed back and forth by the winds and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful schemes. 1 Peter 2, verses 2 and 3 says, like newborn babies, crave the pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Amen. If I said right now, the Lord is good, And most people, yeah, and all the time, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, desire the sincere milk of the word so that you may grow thereby. Hebrews 6 and 1 says, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgments. And God permitting, we will do so. 2 Peter 3.18 says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And I could go on and on and list other scriptures that talk about spiritual growth, spiritual growth. The Lord expects us to grow into spiritual adulthood, spiritual maturity. Now, I understand that sometimes people are physically adults, but mentally uh, and emotionally, they're still babies. And it's that way in the body of Christ sometimes when you see physically that people use their gifts and talents uh, or their talents, not so much their gifts. And it would appear that they are mature when you look at them, but mentally and spiritually, they're still babies. And not that we are fruit inspectors, but Jesus said, you shall know them by their fruit. Um, and this is not a, a rebuking message at all. It is an encouraging message, and, and prayerfully, uh, all of us were here. I know that we're at different points in our growth, uh, but it's important for us to understand that the Lord expects us to mature. He expects us to mature. When we become Christians, we enter a relationship with the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, In that relationship, if we're serious in that relationship, it will cause us to grow. Amen. Because Holy Spirit is working in us, and his power is at work in our lives, and we are being constantly developed into being like Christ each day of our lives. And and, and that's the goal of spiritual maturity is to be like Christ not just say that we're like Christ, but to actually be like Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, there is never a time uh, after we're born again and still alive uh, that Holy Spirit ceases to work in us, developing us, growing us, transforming us to be like Him if we allow Him to. And it's critical that, that we allow him to. It's critical that in this growth process, we challenge ourselves. It's, it's critical in this growth process that as we hear the word of the Lord, we, our, our theme this year is make application. We'll make an application in our lives. It's critical that we don't give ourselves passes. As we look at ourselves and we judge ourselves, the Bible says if you judge yourself, you won't be judged. In essence, it's saying to us, if if we judge ourselves and deal with ourselves properly, then there's no need for us to stand in judgment from other people. Because when I look at myself and I look at my actions and my attitude and the way I treat people and the way I engage with God and what he is doing in the world, then when I judge myself and see that I don't come up, that I don't measure up, then I get busy seeking the Lord, praying, doing what I need to do, applying the word of God in my life so that I come up to that level that the Lord wants me to come up to. Amen. None of us are perfect, but we shouldn't give ourselves passes. Amen. We shouldn't say, well, nobody's perfect, and I'm not either, just do whatever you want to do. Say, that, say whatever you want to say. No, you should never, never, never do that. Uh, and nor should you treat people in a kind of way because it speaks to your level of spiritual maturity. Um, Paul declares in 2 Corinthians 3 and 13, and we all, all of us, Who with unveiled faces? Now, in that in that context of that, uh, he's dealing with the privilege to view the glory of God. He's talking. He talks about the law of Moses and now Christ. and And think about this now. Think about this. We have the privilege, Amen, through our relationship with Jesus Christ to view God's glory. So, so he goes on to say. Uh, with unveiled faces, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. So, so as I'm, as, as, as the veil has been moved from my eyes, uh, because now I'm in Christ and, and I have the, the privilege of beholding Christ, of really looking at Christ and, 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 and seeing his nature, seeing what he did, how he lived, how he treated people, his commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ—we uh, contemplate the Lord's glory. He says, "We are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit." So as as I am as I am beholding God's glory in Christ, as, as I'm as I'm studying Christ, as I'm looking at Christ, as I'm as, as I'm I'm Digging into the word so I can know more about Jesus Christ. I'm being transformed. The word that is spirit, the word that is life, the word that is active, the word that is alive is working in me. Working in me and transforming me into his image. I believe most of us can say that we're not the same as we were when we came to Christ. But how far have we gone? Never get to the point that you stop growing. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Never get to the point that you stop growing. It's something about growth, physical growth. You know, you know I think about things that happen in life, in life and I really, I really, uh, uh, really reflect on things. So you know, uh, in my family there is this thing with uh, with our eyesight, with many of us have have uh, uh, glaucoma, mm-hmm. and I thought about this, you know. I've been diagnosed with glaucoma. But in the process of aging, even though I can I can tell there's a difference in my eyesight, it's not so marked that it alarms me. It's just the process of getting older. Do you do you get the get the picture? You know, and and so spiritually in the process of getting older, things are going to change. Amen. You're going to grow up. You're going to you're going to change your attitude. You're going to change your actions. You're going to change what you, the word of God becomes real to you and you want to do what the word says to do. You want to be who you're supposed to be in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Paul also declares in Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, "For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. His good purpose starts with transforming us to be like Christ. Amen. Because if we're not like Christ, nothing else is going to take place that needs to take place. According to God's will for our lives. Amen. Now, this is critical This is critical. I I know that, that there are a lot of people who are not here, and some of you may say, well, somebody else needs to hear this. No, those of us who are here today needs to hear this. Amen. Amen. Those of us who are watching online needs to hear this message, I think. Because I really do think many times we give ourselves passes. Yeah, and we shouldn't do that. Not if we're spiritually mature. If we're going from infancy to adulthood in this process you know I was thinking about this thing and I didn't include this in my written message but you know you look at you look at babies and they grow up to be preteens and in those teenage years they become kind of rebellious any teenagers ever rebel when any of you when you were a teenager ever rebel amen in those teenage years you become rebellious you don't want to hear mama you don't want to hear daddy you don't want to hear anybody you think you know you have the answer you know, you know, your friends know. You know, you want to be in, in, the, in, in your peer group. You want to be accepted. So you do a lot of things. For those of us who were raised uh, in the body of Christ and set under the teaching of the word of the Lord, we, find, we found ourselves, and some of you who are listening to me, have found yourself doing things that don't become being a child of God. You're in that rebellious stage, and a lot of people rebel. But the Bible says rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And it's important that we understand that so that we get ourselves in line. You don't have to rebel. You know, you don't have to rebel. It's just a spirit of rebellion that's in you, you know. You can submit. You don't have to be like other people. You can be like Christ. That's what the Lord wants from us. He wants us to be like Christ. And, and, and Paul says it's God who is working in us. So we're not left to do this in our own strength or our own ability. Holy Spirit is working in us to create the will, and to give us the ability to do his good pleasure. Amen, so we're not left on our own. It's not in our ability uh, to do, we're not left to our own ability to be like Christ. Holy Spirit is working as he, he is God who comes to live in us to live out the life of God through us. It is not just, it's not just in what we say and what we do. It's how we engage with God and what he's doing in the world. Amen. That's why a few weeks ago we talked about, you know, God moved into the neighborhood. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. How are we being incarnational in our lifestyle? How are we being incarnational in our living where Christ is manifested through us? The word has come into our lives. Jesus has become incarnate in us and sent us his body into the earth to dwell among people. People who, mind you, are not like you. Who will offend you. Who will get on your last nerve. You're driving down the interstate minding your own business and somebody cuts you off. The finger shouldn't even be in your mind. That's, you should have been delivered from that a long time ago. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, you know, in this process of growing into spiritual maturity, something should drop off of us. Yeah. So, 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 if we've been like a rebellious teenager, as we get to spiritual adulthood. Now we should be more submissive and more humble and more willing to submit to the word of the Lord because we're no longer rebellious teenagers. We're growing up in the spiritual adult. Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I acted as a child, whatever, acted like a child. But when I became a man, when I matured, I did what? Yeah. I heard a, 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 a old hymn choir. I, I heard a hymn choir sing a song you got to put away. Those childish things. Got to put away those childish things. But you know what? Because sometimes we want to be young and we want to act young whatever. Sometimes we 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 we, we remember those childish things that we should have put away. You can have fun without being childish. You can enjoy life without being childish. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Holy Spirit works in us. And, and Romans eight twenty nine tells us that, that, that uh, we've been predestined to be conformed to his image so that he is the firstborn among many brethren. You know what that means? So that as we are conformed to the image of Christ... And this is our destiny. This is what God has put in place for us. As we are conformed to the image of Christ, what did Christ do? Christ came to seek and to save the lost. So as we are conformed into the image of Christ, we are seeking and we can't save them. We're bringing the lost to salvation. So now Christ is the firstborn among many brethren because we are doing our part in bringing people to him. The church has to get back. The body of Christ has to get back to being the body of Christ. It's easy to come to the sanctuary and sit down and listen to a message. It's a little bit more challenging to be incarnational in in your neighborhood, on your job. It's a little bit more challenging to know how to lead someone to Christ and to do it. But that's what we're supposed to be doing. As the Lord transforms us into his image, That image is not looking holy. That image is being holy. That image is not coming into the sanctuary doing all of the right things. It's in your life endeavoring to do all of the right things every day that you live. Because you're in the image of Christ said, I did not come to do my own will. I came to do the will of him who sent me. Amen? Amen. The Christian faith is a sending faith. Amen. Amen. So he has sent us into the world. You just didn't accept Jesus. You woke up one morning, oh, I'm going to accept Jesus. No, 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 no. The Lord called you. The Lord reached to you and he brought you to faith in him and then he sent you back into the world to win others to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in this growth process, uh, this is what we're supposed to be doing. In, in, in that image of Christ, we're to do as he did, we're to love as he loved, and we are to be uh, uh, act like he acted. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. To bring glory and honor to God. To bring glory and honor to God. You know, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Christ. That's his ministry. To glorify Christ and all he does is to glorify Christ and all that we do is to glorify Christ. We should never do anything to bring glory to ourselves. A big problem in the church today is that we want to be recognized. Amen. Just just be who you're supposed to be and, and, and God will recognize you. Amen. God will open doors for you. Amen. But we want to be recognized and we want glory For ourselves, and we should never want glory for ourselves. Never. Everything we do should always be to bring glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. Because it's only Jesus who can save. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Now, now, when you think about all of this, then you're delving in the purpose, which I'll get to at the end of the message. But just let me say this right here. Amen. When you think about all of this, you realize that your being saved is not just about you. It's not just about you. Yes, thank God for salvation. Thank God for the change that has taken place in our lives. But my salvation is for somebody else, not just for me. To bring many people to know Jesus as Savior and Lord. There's a purpose for us. There's a purpose for the church. Amen? Uh, yeah. So, and then, so we're to win people to Christ. and And, and Matthew 28, uh, 19 and 20 says go therefore but it, it literally means as you go as you go make disciples as you live your life in your house your children should become disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ that's what it, that's where it starts at your children should not have to wait till they get to the church or somebody else to witness to them when you are a believer and even if you have grandchildren because I see our age in here today amen <laughs> Even if you have grandchildren and you're responsible for them, you should be leading them to Christ. Amen. I realize that they may go home to mom and daddy and mom and daddy may not be Christian, but while they're in your house, you have an opportunity to plant seed in them, to plant the word in them. Amen. So it starts at home. It starts at home where we're making disciples, where we're raising up people uh, to know Jesus Christ. Amen. He says, and baptize them. The word baptism really deals with identification, identifying with Christ. So what we want people to come to the place of is identifying with Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Amen. From the point of spiritual birth, we want them to identify. And this, this, is another, this is another reason that you have to grow into spiritual maturity because we need your ministry. I'm jumping way ahead of myself, but let me just say it right here. We need you. Amen. If you are part of a particular body and you grow up in the Lord, then God wants to use you in that body to help other people grow in the Lord. So as people come to the Lord, amen, we need you one person can't do it all two persons can't do it all three persons can't do it all but we don't see that happening a lot because what we see happening is people will grow up in the spiritual maturity and they have gifts and now they can't use them in the local body that they're in they got to go outside and use them somewhere else and then that leaves the local body that they grew up in where they were disciple, where they were blessed Amen. that leaves that body short of workers and you may not agree with it but it is the truth it leaves that body short of workers. So, what's the use of you being a member of a church with forty thousand members? You need to leave that church. Excuse me for saying it. You need to go somewhere where you are needed to help people grow, Amen, in the Lord. So, and part of that growth is to always be going out, winning souls, winning souls. You say, well, you know, nobody's coming to our church. What are you doing to bring them? What are you doing to bring them? How are you reaching them? And those of you who are listening to me this morning and you've not been faithful, but yet you claim this ministry as your covering, you claim me as your pastor. Where are you? What are you doing to bring someone else in? How are you using your gifts and your abilities to win someone else? And then, and then, and then when you win them, you got to disciple them. Don't bring them to me to disciple them. My job is to equip you for the work of ministry. You disciple them. You, 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 you. Yeah. Now, this is a growth process. Now, saints, in order to disciple people, you got to know how to disciple people. And this is, where, this is why spiritual growth is so important. It's time for many of us who've been in the body for a long time to stop saying, I don't know what to do, and I don't know what to say. And when you say something, it got to be the right thing. You can't be off base. You can't say crazy stuff. (laughs) You can't. You can't. You got to be on target. You got to be on target. Paul said, study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that needeth not be ashamed, correctly, rightly, dividing the word of truth. Amen? Amen. We got to know what to say. You know, when incarnational ministries are not come and see. Inviting people to come and worship is okay, but we got to go to where they are. And discipling them might be at their house. Might be at their house. So that means you got to take time out of your busy schedule that you are so busy doing everything else and take time with that one person to disciple that one person. Remember, Jesus spent two and a half years with his disciples before he released them, before he left them. Some people say three years, but when you really look at it, two and a half years. How many times, because we're so busy with our own stuff, but this is the challenge of spiritual maturity. And it's a challenge of the church that we, that we don't be so busy with stuff. You know? So I'm thankful we don't have choir anniversary and you know, we don't have uh, baby pageants. And we don't do all of that stuff because it's busy work. Now what we're going to do is get back to making disciples, being incarnational in our ministry so that the body of Christ, the kingdom of God will grow. As I stated, this is a growth process. And in this spiritual growth, that, uh, and it, it is a spiritual growth that becomes the birthmark of our faith. All of us talk about birthmark. How many of y'all know you got a birthmark somewhere? <laughs> you can't tell it sometimes. But, <laughs> but, but we talk about that. You hear people growing up, that's their birthmark, you know. But the birthmark of your faith is spiritual growth. Are you growing spiritually? That's the birthmark of your faith. You can't have been coming to worship for 20 years and you're just like you were 20 years ago. You got to grow. You got to grow. Each one of us must submit to the process of spiritual growth. Amen. We got to do it. If we're ever to be like Christ in this life, it's not an option. Spiritual growth is not an option. Spiritual growth is a command. Paul declares in Ephesians chapter 4 that we are to be built up by the spiritual leaders until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. So there is a place of unity in the faith that we're to come to. Now, this speaks to the church universally uh, because we're really divided. Yeah, we're divided. We can't we can't agree on whether the word is the word, and that's sad. Yeah, that's really sad. We got to come back to the word. Forget denominations. Uh, forget what 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 what. You know, I was talking to someone and and, and they shared with me that that uh, because uh, s- certain people uh, grew up in the uh, Pentecostal church, they couldn't go to a Baptist church. Couldn't even go worship. That sounds like Jehovah Witness people. You you wouldn't think that among Christianity, but there are people that believe that. You don't go to the don't go to a Baptist church. Those folk over there aren't saved. Now how judgmental is that? You're gonna you're gonna lump everybody together and say they're not saved. When when if you know the well, we won't even if you if you know if you know the inside story, that's the folk in the Pentecostal church who ain't saved. Just because you wear a long dress don't mean you holy. Amen. Just because you keep your shirt buttoned up to the collar it does not mean that you're holy. Because you can open your you can open your shirt and you can pull your dress up or down. Doesn't mean you're holy. Amen. Amen. So we should stop. forgive me for a Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we, are to, we are to be built up. So our spiritual leaders are given to us to build us up. Now, I keep saying, I've said this over and over again, the building up has to take place in the, in the fellowship of believers for us. Amen? Now, there is a discipleship process that will be one-on-one. And many times we'll have a one-on-one, be able to minister to some people one-on-one, but I can't minister to the 40, or 50, 60, 70, 80 people one-on-one. That's why you're here. That's why you're being built up. So as you're built up, you're supposed to be building up someone else. Yeah. He says that we will come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of God and become mature, that we are to become mature, attaining to the measure of the fullness of Christ. So my, my standard is not my mother. My standard is not my father. My standard is not the preacher. My standard is Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to reach the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Paul said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. Amen. I really want to know Jesus. I don't want to just talk about this Jesus. I don't want to know enough of the scripture to preach about this Jesus but I want to know him personally and intimately in the way that he went through. I want to know him in that way as I go through. Can somebody say go through? through. Can someone say again "Go go through? So why do you get so frustrated when you're going through? Why do you want to give up when you're going through? Just go through. Spiritual maturity helps you in the going through process. Yep. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, it helps you mature. Yep. Yeah. The Lord is going to put things your way, in your way. He's going to, it's not going to always be the devil. Let me tell you, and we preached this before, God is going to allow things to happen in your life that will mature you. But you got to go through it. And don't go through it kicking and screaming. When you you start maturing, you stop kicking and screaming and say, Lord, I don't understand this. I don't understand what I'm going through, but I know there's a purpose in it. God, I submit to your will. God, help me. God, help me. And you know what? The Lord doesn't tell you the kind of process, the kind of going through you're going to go through. He doesn't send you a letter for six months and say, okay, get ready you're getting ready to have marital problems. For those people, for those of us who are married, that's a big issue. Amen! You're going to go through. (laughs) Can can somebody say amen besides me? Any married people in here? (laughs) How, how, How you deal with it when you're going through? When you're single and you don't have a husband, but you have needs Hmm. you gotta go through cause you're a Christian you're born again you gotta go through when sickness wrecks your body and you pray for healing and no healing comes y'all okay you gotta go you gotta go what through because it's gonna help you mature Amen! And guess what? What you go through, you're going to be able to help somebody else that's in the same situation or that will come into the same situation. And you, you mess up sometimes, but you can't stop helping people in the situation. Amen? You might, you might have messed up. Now you got it together, but you got to say, listen. Now, and I, did, I was doing this one time in a session. One young lady said, well, you had your fun while you were living. Why don't you want me to have my fun? I said, baby, let me tell you this. When you come to the knowledge of the truth, you do better. And you help people in the process. So you don't have to repeat the same mistakes. You don't have to do the same thing that people did. Because there are scars that are left behind from what you did. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? There are scars that are left behind. So if you can just listen. Uh, you, You don't have to go through the same process and have the same scars. And sometimes worse sometimes well, since I heard this old lady say one time she said baby you better mind how you run out there and out there in the uh, away from Christ because you might run out there and not get back thank God that we got back but you might get out there and not get back so don't use that logic that's foolish logic uh, That you did it so why can't I do it well you can do it but is it wise Nobody can force you not to do, you can do whatever you want to do, but is it wise? It is, is it beneficial? If you are a Christian, if you are born again, it's better to submit to the growth process because you're going to come to the place where God will bless you, where God will elevate you, where God will supply all your need according to its riches in glory by Christ Jesus and you don't have the regrets. Did somebody say regret? regret. I regret some things that I've done in my life. You know, I used to, oh, I think it was Otis Redden that used to sing that song about getting married and said, I didn't listen to mama. Clarence Carter. Somebody. Way back there. Yeah, that's old school. Y'all too young. Running we are not even born. <laughs> Yeah, he was gonna marry this lady. And his mama says she's not the one. You better listen. He said, "I didn't listen to mama. I went straight to the church. The preacher was there, and so was my future bride." I don't remember the rest of the song. I just remember she wasn't the one. He should have listened to mama. Mm. But, but yeah. So so. so uh. So we're to be built up. We're to grow into maturity. We're we're to become mature. The manger is the fullness of Jesus Christ. There is a purpose in this that that, that we're going to discuss a little bit later, but, but it's the process. Amen. And if you never submit to the process of spiritual growth, you will never reach the intended goal that God has for you, which is to be like Christ and his wonderful saints. So for those of us in you who are striving to be like Christ, we know it's wonderful to strive to be like Christ. It's a, not that we're doing this for a good feeling, but it's a good feeling when you when 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 you know that that you've lived like Jesus, that you've manifested Christ, that 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 your life, that your life is on, on track with the Lord, that you're sharing the gospel message, that you're helping people mature in the Lord. It is a wonderful feeling. But most of all, you get to the end, and you get a chance to hear the Lord say, "Well done, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come up higher. I'll make you ruler." I wonder what He's going to say to those who haven't been faithful. He can't say, "Come up higher." He's not going to say, "Come up higher." Well, as I read these scriptures. Christ stood out. Christ. And that's what I've been talking about. Being like Christ. In the disciple process, in the spiritual growth process, Christ must be our focus. Christ must be our focus. Can someone say, Christ must be my focus? We'll say, Jesus is my focus. But then we get offended when somebody does something to us. We get disappointed when someone falls or makes a mistake. But if Jesus is your focus, you're not looking at man. You're not, you, you, the preacher is not your focus. The deacon is not your focus. The praise team leader, the, the musician is not your focus. Your husband is not your focus. Your wife is not your focus. Jesus Christ is your focus. So many times in church saints, we want to be like somebody else. We do. We see people in church, we want to be like them. You know, not to bring, well, maybe I shouldn't bring up a spot again, but, you know, how can, well, anyway, I won't won't say that. But it's Jesus. Just, 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 just do a replay. Some of y'all need to just roll the tape back, you know. Uh, Can you, yeah, you can hit the, the, the reverse button today. I'm thinking cassette tapes, you have to sit there and think. Roll back, do a replay, listen to it again, and think about it. So many people in the body of Christ are mimicking others. They hold people to high esteem. They they latch on to people. So now when that person is no longer there, they're no longer there. Or if that person makes a mistake, then they're so disappointed because that person messed up. When we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, some people mess up and just don't know they messed up. While you're disappointed in that person that messed up, you better check yourself out. You better look closely at yourself because more than likely, you messed up somewhere too. I, I shared this in Minneapolis because I was teaching this class on... on uh, be a mission. You know, I, and I probably said this year, I've been in the church since in the, in the congregation in the body of Christ since I was 10 years old. I've seen a whole lot of stuff. But I've never seen anything that make me want to leave the church. I know a lot of stuff about people. A whole lot. You know, I'm a pastor. Y'all, y'all come and talk to me. <laughs> but even before I became a pastor, I grew up in the church. I saw stuff. I knew stuff. You know, older people wouldn't let you sit around and, while they talked, but they would gossip about people. And if you stay close around, you hear some things about people. This person going with that person, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to see, Lord, let me shut my mouth up and preach this sermon. <laughs> I was preaching one time, and my dad heard the sermon. I talked about his dad, and my dad said, my dad was mad at my mama because he knew she had told me because I sure wasn't born. I just use it as an example. So, but, 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 I've seen a lot of things and nothing, listen to me, nothing has happened to make me want to leave God in this church. Nothing. I don't care who went with who. I don't care who had a baby with who. I don't care who was selling liquor. I don't care who was living immorally. Nothing. We tend to put people on pedestals. You need to look at Christ. You need to behold Christ because it's in beholding Christ that you're being transformed into the image of God. And it helps you in this growth process because if you look at people, you're going to be disappointed. But you got to understand that we're all human beings. We're all born in sin and we're shaped in iniquities. Amen. And it's until we get really mature in the Lord and sometimes it don't happen until you get old. I used to think I I used to think, well, you know, you get old there's certain things you can't do, but mm, you get old, some things you still can do. I don't think they <laughs> oh, glory to the name of Jesus. Y'all still in the house? Is this making any sense? Let me let me let me let me, let me finish this. You got to follow Christ, you gotta keep your eye on Christ. Amen! He has to be the one that you behold. Amen! And when you're beholding Christ, you don't have time to look at anybody else. How are you praising the Lord and then you see somebody else and what they did while they were praising the Lord? No, no, no. Shut your eyes. Amen. Close your eyes and just go on and praise the Lord. Amen. Don't be looking at people and judging them. Amen. 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 Christ is a pattern given to us so that we can know God. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 9, Amen. If you've seen me, you've seen my father also. Yes. Amen. So he is out the pattern so that we can know God, God's nature, God's character, God's ways, and even God's will. So we got to behold him. we got to keep our eyes stayed on Jesus. People get in a lot of trouble when they f- don't focus on Christ. They eventually get disappointed. Disillusioned and discouraged because they stopped focusing on Jesus Christ. And guess what? It's our job to help new new to help babes in Christ focus on Christ. So that means we gotta be careful in what we say and do. You got children at home? You got no business talking about other people. Why I talk about them anyway? That's that's, that's that's always my question. Why is that important? Why is what somebody else did so important? I was getting ready to preach one night. This preachers came in the room. They started talking, and and I don't I don't like to be around people when I'm getting ready to preach. Just let me be by myself. They said, "Oh, they were talking about another preacher." You know, preachers will talk about preachers it. He said, you know he's a murderer, right? I looked up. I said, why did you have to say that? I mean, I, that really vexed me because I'm not really that direct with people most of the time. I said, what purpose was it for you to say that? I didn't know that about that man. I didn't know what he had done. And what, what benefit is it? The man is going about his business. The Lord has forgiven him. He's pastoring somebody else. We don't know the circumstances of the murder, so why are you going to bring it up? If it was a murder. Could have been self-defense. But people will talk about people and people get disillusioned. Our children get disillusioned when they hear us talking about other saints. Our grandchildren get disillusioned when they hear us talking about other saints, leave them alone, even if they did something wrong, if they did something dirty. Do you really believe that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord? You got to believe it. If somebody needs to be paid back. God will deal with them. And even if he doesn't deal with them, that's his business. Amen. That's his business. You got to, and maturity will help you. You know, I used to want God to get that. I said, God, you got to, you got to deal with that person then I realized God doesn't have to deal with that person. It might be me that needs to be dealt with. My attitude, my wanting revenge. It could be just me. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Yeah. So who is your life focused on? Who is your life centered on? It's up to you to answer. Amen, it's up to you to answer. Amen. If your life is not focused or centered on Jesus Christ, you are not a disciple of Christ. A disciple of Christ means that you are a follower of Jesus. How are you going to follow me and you're not watching where I'm going? You all remember uh, Home Alone? They're running through the airport and the little boy gets separated. from Well, daddy was foolish. Well, I'm running through the airport and leave my little baby behind. But then the little boy got distracted. And he saw somebody else that looked like his daddy and ended up on the wrong plane. We have got to be careful. How are you following Jesus? How are you, how are you a disciple of Christ? And you're not watching him. You're not beholding him so that you can be like him. And you don't make the mistake of thinking somebody else is Jesus. You well, quickly, what do we learn from this text? First of all, when you're born again, you are a spiritual infant. You are infant in Christ, but don't stay there. That's not your intended end. As an infant, you will face challenges. You will. Paul said, he said, that we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. So as a baby in Christ, you're going to face some serious challenges, all right? You, you b- b- because of your infancy, because of your infancy, and you know what? Most people come to Christ uh, when they come as an adult, they never think of themselves as being a baby because they're judging themselves by their physical age. But you got to see yourself, and we have to remind people, you're just a baby now. You're just a baby. Hold on. Take your time. You got to grow in this. You got to learn this. Just take your time. Don't be so eager. You'd be like that runner. You'd be like that runner who thought he had the right message. He ran back and he told, he, he, he told, he told David. He gave him the wrong message. Wait a minute now. Hold on. There is a runner amen, who has the right message. So don't get so, so much in a hurry that, that you're ready to jump out and you're ready to do this. No, 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 no. Um, because of your infancy, you'll be tossed back and forth and blown here and there. The scripture says, by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful, deceitful, screaming, scheming. So you know, then, if it's talking about deceitfulness, it's talking about people who are influenced by the devil. And it could be more than uh, it could be more than um, every wind of teaching. All right. It can be attitudes and actions. You're a baby and you are blown. You're tossed. Amen. By what's happening because you've not yet matured. Do you ever feel like you're being tossed back and forth or have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you're being blown by the wind? You're on fire one day and the next few days you're back to your old way of thinking like somebody pouring water on you. On your fire. You're stable today, but next week you're just as unstable like a bowl of jello. You're just shaking back and forth. No stability. You're up today in your spirit, and tomorrow you're down. You're loving being in worship this week, and next week you don't want to have, you don't even want to show up. Those are signs of spiritual infancy. The instability of a baby who doesn't know and they're being blown and tossed. And then you're dealing with, you're dealing with the teaching or, or the influence of the enemy. When you are being tossed back and forth, when you refuse to grow into spiritual maturity, guess what? It's on you. It's on you if you refuse to grow. You can't blame anybody else. You've been in the spiritual emphasis stage too long. Too many people in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ have been babies for too long. Paul said to the church of Corinth, I can't feed you with milk. I got to feed you with milk because by the way you're acting, you're still acting like immature people. Now, I'm not saying that for you today, but I'm just saying that just lets us know that in the church, in the church, that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Paul is very clear that there were people in Ephesus... And people today, we can, we can point out, that are out for no good. They deceive themselves, are out to deceive or will deceive others. So there are even people right in the church, they're out to deceive you. They're already deceived. They've been deceived by the enemy, and they're out to deceive others. They're, they're wicked people. They're mean people in the church. Because we don't insist on people being born again and giving evidence of being born again. And sometimes, you know, you can practice speaking in tongues, so you just can't, you can't judge that. You got to know about that fruit. You got to know about that fruit. And we don't believe in putting people out of the church today. I stopped the lady from singing in here one Sunday because she was out of order. Folk talked about me like I was, like I was. Yeah. Some of y'all remember, some of y'all here. You get up and you tell me you want to give a testimony and then you're going to start singing a song. I'll just take the mic back from you and tell you to sit down because you're out of order. God is not the author of confusion. He's the God of peace. He's never out of order. Pastor shouldn't have stopped that lady from saying that was the Holy Ghost. That was her. That wasn't the Holy Ghost. You tell me you're going to do one thing and then you do another. God doesn't lie. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Hey, thank you, Jesus. I'm getting to the end of this message. You know, I've been away for a little bit. I got to take my time. Paul says, Amen. There are people in the church who are scheming. They're deceitful. They're mean. They deceive themselves and they deceive others. And the only way you'll be able to resist them, to resist their schemes, to avoid. Being pulled away from the truth is to grow up in your faith. You got to grow up in your faith, saints. Your disciple is not going to be with you 24-7. You got to grow up. The pastor is not going to be with you 24-7. You got to grow up in your faith. (sighs) Paul says babies drink milk, not solid food. Well, we know that. Babies drink milk, not solid. They're unskilled in the word of truth. They can't even chew, much less digest solid food. But as they stay under the teaching, can somebody say "Stay stay under the teaching? Amen. And under the training, they will grow up in the Lord and won't be blown by the wave like the waves of the sea or tossed by the wind. You will become stable if you stay under the teaching. And that brings us uh, to my next point, Amen. If you're going to avoid this, this 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 state of infancy, if you're going to grow beyond the state of spiritual infancy, you got to stay under the teaching, embrace the teaching, and make application of the teaching in your life. The only way for a person to become a disciple of Christ, which is a full-grown, mature disciple of Christ, which is the intended end of the teaching, is for that person to stay under the teaching. So you give your life to Jesus, but you stay under the teaching. You are a baby, but you stay under the teaching. And you go through the stages of growth, but you stay under the teaching. Whew. I guess, you know, and and, and and I know people are not like me, but but... When I, was, when I was in college, there are certain things I just didn't do, certain places I didn't go, but one place I went was i be in church on Sunday morning. If I, I worked third shift at the hospital, I'd get off my job at the hospital on second and third weekends, I think it was, and drive 30, 40 miles to be in worship on Sunday. Amen. And I'm not saying that to that lift myself up, but we use too many excuses today. I needed to be under the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. There was no reason for me to miss worship because I worked on Sunday night. Or Saturday night, excuse me. No reason for me. I I, I needed to go to bed on Saturday during the day. Mm -hmm. And when you're that young, you got a whole lot of energy. If you can go out and party all night long, Mm -hmm. go to work the next day, you sure can be in worship on Sunday morning. And it's just one day of the week, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you this, and we know this. Satan is determined to keep you from growing in the Lord. He will do all that he can to abort the growth process. But it's in the in the teaching you will learn this, and you will learn to resist him, steadfast in the faith. You got to stay in the teaching. Satan has come uh, and his demons, they're committed to distracting you. But in the teaching, you learn to resist him steadfast in the faith. Amen? And, 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 and uh, you got to stick to this process. And other believers have to learn that we, we need to help people stick to this process. Scripture teaches you to be watchful, to be sober. Why? Because your adversary Prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Amen, but resist him. Lastly, lastly, somebody say amen. amen. Yeah, it's hot in here. Lastly, remember that there's purpose in your growth. Purpose is important. You're not growing simply to be growing. You're not growing so that you can be super religious. So you can be smarter than anybody else in the congregation or anybody else that you meet. You're not growing for that purpose. You're not growing because you want to have recognition. You want to have a title. You're not even growing simply to go to heaven. We grow to become in every respect the mature body of Christ. That's why we grow. To become in every respect, Paul says, to become the mature body of Christ, who is the head. And we are supporting ligaments. And every part, every ligament has to do its part. That's why you grow. I need you. I need you. Somebody else needs you. They need your growth. You are a supporting ligament to the body there's a part that you have to fulfill and you won't fulfill it unless you grow, you can't stay a baby, you can't stay a teenager, you got to grow into spiritual adulthood That's work that has to be done if we love God, we love what God loves, what does God love? God loves souls. It's not his will that anyone perish, but that all come to repentance. Now everybody, we are a body of Christ. We are. We accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord. So my growth is so that I can fulfill my part. I am a supporting ligament to the body. If I sprain my ankle the rest of my body is going to feel it. Just got to be careful that I don't sprain my ankle because I need to walk. Got to be careful. Got to be careful that, that I take care of the body. What I put in the body is so important because my body needs to be here so that Holy Spirit, as he lives in me, can work through my body. We don't think about taking care of the temple. We just eat anything we want to eat. Don't exercise with it. Some of us don't ever walk. Yeah, your ankles hurt. Your knees hurt. But just walk a little bit. After a while, they'll stop hurting. What's happening is, you haven't been using it. That's what's been happening. You've been sitting down. Wake up in the morning, your back hurting. Stretch your body. You eat. You sit down and go to sleep. Go take a walk. Your body is important. And you are important to the rest of us. We sing the song, I need you, you need me. We all are part of God's body. Stand with me, agree with me. Well, agree with Jesus and grow up in the Lord. Because you are needed. You are important. Paul talks about this in Corinthians. Every one of us has been gifted. Every gift is important to the body. We've got to get this. So my spiritual growth growth helps me so that I do not back away when things don't happen the way I want them to happen. I may not be seeing correctly. I may not be understanding correctly. Paul talks about uh, knowing Christ and... And the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. And he said, you know, I'm not yet attained uh, to the measure of the stature. i have not yet attained. Um, well, y'all know the scripture. All right. <laughs> I've not yet attained. Uh, let me go look at it so I won't make, make it seem like I don't know what I'm talking about. But I don't always remember every scripture. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. He said, yeah, uh, I do not consider, let's see, yeah, yeah, yeah. what things, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, uh, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is of faith. Uh, which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness to come from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection, to participate in his suffering, becoming like him in his death, so that somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold uh, of that for which Christ told me, took hold of me. And he says, brethren, this is the part I want to get you, to. Get you. He says, verse 15, I'm in chapter 3, all of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we've already attained. So I read that scripture a long time ago, and I realized that, you know, if I hear some teaching that I don't understand, if I just wait on God and pray, God will reveal truth to me, because it's truth what I need. So we've got to catch this. God wants us to mature in him, because we are necessary in the body. You can't back away because you don't understand something. Just, just stay long, long enough till you get understanding Till you get revelation. And even if you don't get revelation, stay long enough. Just stay there. Because now we see through a class darkly. But then face to face. Now we know in part. But then shall we know even as also we know. So grow. Grow. Grow from spiritual infancy to spiritual adulthood. Don't get stopped in the process. Don't let the devil abort the process. Don't you abort the process. Grow. Don't get stuck along the way. Grow in grace. Grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Paul says in 1 2 Corinthians 1, read verses chapter 1, verse 5, follow. Make every effort to add to your faith. And he lists the things that you should add. Don't stay in spiritual elementary school. Move on to spiritual adulthood. This is where the body of Christ needs to be today. Amen. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you said you were to. Thank you for challenging us to grow into spiritual maturity. Thank you for your help along the way we commit ourselves, we submit to you. We submit to the process of spiritual growth and to the process as we mature to help others mature in their faith in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Spiritual growth starts with being born again. Just like a baby, when a baby is conceived in the womb, starts the process of growing. Baby's birthed into earth. Continues that process of growing. It's that same way, but you got to be born. Joining the church does not mean that you're born again. It's when you make the decision of your will to accept Jesus as Savior and Lord, and you submit your life to Him. That's when spiritual birth takes place. But you got to grow. You got to grow stop looking at people let Jesus be your example he's the one that you look to you'll see all kinds of things when you look at people in the church stop looking at people put your eyes on Christ move from being a baby move to spiritual adulthood adulthood it's a process but you've got to submit to the process. You've got to engage with the Holy Spirit to work in you and develop you to be that adult that you ought to be in the Lord. Don't be walking around in the body of Christ or in the church. Don't be walking around 50 years and you're still a baby. Grow up. How do you know when you become an adult? You're able to handle the stiff things that tough things of life, the tough things in the word. You go through the trials and the tribulations and you come out stronger. You're ministering. You're helping others. You're making disciples. You're advancing the kingdom of God. But it starts with being born again. If you're listening to me today and you've never been born again, I want to give you that opportunity to, to receive Christ as your Savior and your Lord. Remember, it is a decision of your will. I can't force you. I will never try to force you. It's your decision. You make the choice. Jesus died for you. Christ satisfied divine justice for you. You can accept him and accept his sacrifice accept the life that he came to provide for you or you can turn away from him and reject him and go your own way and do your own thing but that's not the end of it all that's not the end of it all and I don't say this to try to put fear in anyone's heart but the truth of the matter is that there are consequences that there is life after death we either live eternally with the Lord in heaven or oh, we live eternally with Satan in hell. The choice is ours. The Lord doesn't force us. He's provided the way. So if you're listening to me, and you've never accepted Christ as Savior and Lord, I wanna pray with you, and I want you to repeat this prayer with me, and accept Jesus. as. If you want to accept him as your Savior and Lord, you can do that today. And as we pray this prayer, if you at one point had given your life to Christ, but the cares of the world, the trials and the tribulations, just the, uh, maybe just the lack of growing in the Lord has pulled you away from the Lord. And today you know that you want to give your life to Jesus, recommit your life to him. I want you to do that as well. If anybody's in the sanctuary that wants to come down, we want to give you that opportunity to give your life to Jesus today or to recommit your life to Christ today. If you're here and you want to recommit your life to Christ, just lift your hand so I can see you. I want to pray with you. Amen. So if you're watching this online and you want to give your life to Jesus, pray this prayer along with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself, but I believe that you died on the cross to save me from my sin Jesus I accept the sacrifice that you made for me thank you for satisfying God's righteous requirement on my behalf I accept that sacrifice that you made Lord Jesus come into my life save me from my sin I receive you now as my Savior and my Lord. I thank you for saving me. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed, to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in.